0: Welcome to another edition of Len's Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest for the week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush. So we had some good news coming out, you know, that things are getting back to to somewhat normal. I like to say somewhat. Uh, We have the vaccines. People are slowly starting to travel again. Hopefully by the summer we should be even better. So with that being said, last year uh, I planned many trips that got canceled, obviously. If you listened at all to the show, you know. That I tried to go to a lot of places. One of them was a baseball trip to New York with my son where we would see both the Yankees and a Mets game at Yankee Stadium and at City Field. So we wanted to reschedule this. So StubHub had me covered as I had the credit from last year, although I was kind of shocked to see that the prices for the games the tickets had actually gone up from last year rather than stay the same or even go down. I I guess I really shouldn't be that shocked that the ticket prices went up. I guess beggars can't be choosers. But anyway, so I got the dates we wanted. It was late July into August, and I booked everything, including the hotel, the airfare, to New York City. I even used some miles to upgrade the flight so we could really experience it right, Um, you know, that way. So I confirmed everything, was billed on my credit card for the flight, Had everything uh, done. It was great. Told my son we were going to New York. And he, of course, very excited. And who wouldn't be, right? You're you're going to uh, New York City. So, um, But anyway, so I, you know, I get it. It wasn't even a week later that I get an email from the airline, who will remain nameless, Delta. Although I probably shouldn't call them out. I know that's wrong. But the airline had the nerve to send me an email, not even a week later. Now, I'm going to read it. Because I want to do it word for word so I don't lose the context of it. So here's what they said to me. As part of an ongoing adjustments to our routes, a schedule modification has been made that impacts your upcoming trip. Your new adjusted itinerary for confirmation number blah, blah, blah can be found below. Now they come back with, we apologize for any inconvenience these changes may cause. Really? So I look at the bottom, and my original flight was leaving at 11.25 and arriving in New York at around 1.20 in the afternoon. And the new flight they sent me is now leaving at 2.31 and getting into New York at 4.34. To my acronym friends, WTF, I paid for the flight from their website. I confirmed it on their website. They even emailed me a confirmation of those times I booked on their website. And now they're changing this? Is this new? That totally screws up my plans. I need to see if there's a morning flight earlier. Um, But is this what they're doing to help people travel again? I would think they would look to honor any deal they could and even fly us whenever we wanted. But of course I was wrong and think too much of people and companies, I guess. And I love their verbiage too. Ongoing adjustments to the routes. Doesn't it just mean that they... Didn't have enough people on the one flight and decided to combine all the people who actually paid for them first into another flight. Funny that they made these changes without a care for what I wanted, but if the shoe was on the other foot, they'd be charging me $150 for a change fee. So I think I need to bill them now for the change fee. With that being said, it's time to bring in my guest for the week. He is a member of the International Boogie Woogie Hall of Fame one of the best classic New Orleans jazz boogie woogie and blues piano player you will ever hear the legendary Ricky Nye joins lens burning Bush and Ricky good good morning and how are you today
1: oh fine I'm fine thanks for having me
0: oh it's great now have you ever experienced this with the changing of the flight before I even got to go uh
1: yeah I, I it's happened a few times where these uh, you know uh, yeah you had you like you said you booked something. And then, and then you know, later on, you get an email. Yeah, we we've uh, you know we've made some changes, but it, it was always very small. It was never consequential changes that were made. It, it might it might be the difference of fifteen minutes or something yeah. crazy. You know, this is a but, couple uh, of hours. Am I wrong to be angry? Right. Well, no, I, I'm I'm with you. Um, yeah, I I really. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I know, but I,
0: like I said, I would I would have thought that they would have done everything in their power to make sure that I'm happy, I'm comfortable on the flight, and here they are. It was not even a week later, Rick, not even a week later that they changed the flight and changed it drastically. We're not talking – it's like three hours. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. And that
0: means a difference when you're in New York, you know, because what will happen is we're not going to get back to the hotel till probably 6, 6.30. I mean, yeah, we could do a late dinner, but I, I just – I had plans to kind of – you know, maybe do a little sightseeing for them, some other stuff. And it's, again, first world problems. I'm getting to go and travel again, so I probably shouldn't bitch at that fact. But it it's just it amazes me that they they put a time on their website. I book that set time. And then right. they decide, you know what? Yeah, I don't think so. You're not going on that flight.
1: <laughs> right. It, it probably is about uh, combining flights is probably what it's about. But, you know, <clears throat> at least they didn't add a layover. No. <laughs> you know oh, I mean? God,
0: no. <laughs> that would be terrible. If they, oh, you're man. right. It, you know what? You, you brought it to the right way. Yeah. At least they didn't add the layover. I guess I, I shouldn't be shocked that this happens. And it, it, it's kind of the stuff. I, I did a show last week about uh, ordering a car, and it it's like this whole process that has taken forever. And I still don't have the car, by the way, if anybody's paying attention. It, it might be coming in sometime in the next couple of days. But it's like the customer service is just awful all around with companies nowadays
1: i'm with you you know that my main beef is not being able to get somebody on a phone so so there's a company that i've been working with for over 20 years uh, that i've been selling cds through and i won't mention their name but um anyway i uh, i started making uh, attempts last august to close my account because i had, had ongoing issues with them and i just wanted to ship cds from my home I didn't want to do business with them anymore. I started this process, and I was handed over to probably three different people along the way. And then what happened in the end is I had I had stock. I had I had like fourteen titles that I wanted returned to me. So after all these attempts, and I saved all the email correspondence. After all these attempts, um, the last person I spoke with said, "Oh." Well, you didn't, somebody, I didn't get back with them. <laughs> and they, so they, they destroyed my, my stock. They, they either threw it away or I don't know what they did with it. You know, whatever. Uh, the fact is that it's gone. It's wow. gone. And I did have one phone conversation about three weeks ago with someone. Um, and they said on Monday, they have a supervisor call me. Oh. No, no supervisor called me. So it, it, you know and the fact that the fact that i used to be able to and well the, the there are things i've done business with them for so long you know and it's like i you could see all that's like a string of emails like a mile long you know all this back and forth with with several different people and still and in the end all my attempts were in vain because they just threw my stuff away and um uh, uh, you know uh yeah and even though i had a phone call it's still what you know it's just like It's not a business, you know, it's not, what, what are they doing? So anyway, so I, I have my frustrations too. Yeah.
0: It's kind of interesting. I I guess I expect more from people and that's kind of what, and more from companies. You would think that during this whole pandemic that they would want to do better or be better. And, and it's, it's like, it seems like it's worse than, than well,
1: yeah, well, I, I know that, I know that with some companies, this is true, you know, that, that, they're, they're. Things are more challenged now. You know, people would have to work from home. Uh, you know, uh, they might lay off staff. Uh, you know, this and that. So their so their staff is, is uh, can be compromised. You know, and and they don't have the manpower to do how they normally do. Uh, you know, because because of the pandemic and and what that's caused. So that's that.
0: Yeah, we're, we're going to segue from the pandemic and kind of talk about how you've been doing through this whole thing with music. I know you've been doing uh, more teaching. You've been doing uh, shows online. But, you know, when you get back, you're probably waiting to get back to doing it more on a regular basis in person, correct?
1: Well, yeah, I would say somewhat. You know, um, I, uh, you know, pre, pre-COVID, pre-lockdown, um, I was teaching one day a week. Just because I, I liked it and it was real casual and I had three students, you know, I typically do a, a one hour lesson because I need I need that much time, you know, to and it just was an hour goes by like that, you know, when when we're in it. Yeah. So I don't teach beginners. Everybody's already been at it and, and everybody's got a sort of a different path, you know, so I really like it. But so so when when March 15th, 2020 hit and my whole floor, you know, I mean, my, the, the foundation came out from under me. Um, I've devoted my whole adult life to performing. That's been my primary focus, you know, um, and so that was that was uh, just I can't even explain, you know, the shock. And so um, I started um, wanting to pursue teaching more. And so um, I so the students I had, I was teaching online, um, you know, FaceTime or Zoom or Skype, whatever, you know, and so then I worked on trying to build, build up my, my student base and, uh, and that's worked out very well. So, so right now I have, I have 11 one hour students a week. Um, it doesn't really sound like a lot, but it's comprehensive, you know, yeah. and connecting through the phone. It's not, it's not really daunting, but it's just, it's just not being right there, you know, Hey, can you move your camera over just a little bit more, you know, okay, cool, you know? And but it works out, it works out. So between that and and when and when the lockdown happened, I started doing a Facebook live broadcast. And my idea. Was to do it once a week, like a TV show, you know, so I I selected. Well, first it was Saturday evenings. Then I started getting during last summer, I started getting some Saturday work, so I just moved the whole thing to Friday. And so. uh, so uh yeah so it's been friday from seven o'clock until eight o'clock like clockwork you know like a tv show um i've had friends just go on kind of here and there willy-nilly kind of but i feel it was more like something you could count on it's like the way i used to feel about um back in the days when i would have like a one day a week gig like every wednesday i'm at so and so hey where do you play every wednesday blah 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 you know so so this kind of clockwork uh approach that I've had to it has really worked out. So, so people, people saw value in the show and they saw value in, in what I had done through the years, just providing music, just being, being, being a performer. And, um, so I had a whole lot of support in that way. Uh, and you know, when, when everything happened, you know, when I, all of a sudden I look at my calendar and it's like, everything just scratched yeah. out, you know? So, um, but, but with teaching, I'm I'm really loving it, and and i will always have, but but even in this capacity, with with it's almost like having a day job. You know, it's like Mondays and Tuesdays and, and part of Wednesdays i um, teaching. But the thing about this, it's it's buying me freedom, uh, uh, in, the, in 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 um, in relation to performing, because because it used to be I would just be playing like all the time, and I liked. I liked it, and I liked where I was playing. You know, through time that hones. You know, you you get a, you know, you get, you know, just just when you're coming up out of it, uh, you know, into it, I should say, you know, you got your share of crummy jobs and all this stuff, and playing at places where it might not be the right fit, or da da da, or you know, there's problems with the management or whatever, eh, you know. But really, everywhere that I've worked pre-pandemic, in in the in the you know recent past. It, it's all it's all good. It's all good. But through teaching, I can I can say, Hey, I'm gonna take a weekend off. Hey, I don't have to I don't have to take every job, you know, it's coming to me. And so like this summer, I have a lot of events that I'm doing. And it's great, you know, um, to be uh not in an incidental music capacity, you know, not to where by luck of the draw, you're just playing for a Whole bunch of folks that just shine, yawn, and like you know, do not make eye contact with the musician. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you know, playing playing in these kind of situations. It's like it's it's um, anyway. It's it's just a different balance for me now, and I, um, and I'm I'm very grateful. It's something good to come out of all this stuff. You know, you've evolved it's what it comes yeah. down
0: to and it's great that you have and, and it you know brings you to what you said about your friday night you know being like a tv show i do try to do this podcast the same way i'm you know consistently every saturday i record something and it gives me something to look forward to uh every week yeah. i get to talk to great people like yourself and it makes it it makes it great for me uh and and that's kind of what's great about the pandemic you, you've been able to figure out different things to kind of get through and and the fact that you are that's wonderful uh, we we met at uh, friend Jay Brandt's house, you, you played, uh, and you, you know, I've seen you many times and, and I think it, it's tremendous. The fact that you're into a hall of fame, uh, the boogie woogie hall of fame, that's gotta, you know, I mean, let's be honest. that that's, that's amazing that, you know, to have that kind of honor the way you play.
1: Well, and, and I really appreciate it too, you know, um, because I came into this music late in life. Um, I really didn't know, uh, I didn't know much really hardly anything at all about the origins of boogie woogie of traditional boogie woogie. And, um, uh, anyway, so I didn't get into it till I was 40 years old. I'd been playing music since I was five, you know, I mean, I always, ever since I was five years old, I said, I'm going to be a musician. That's what I'm doing, you know? So my path was set at a, at a very young age, but, um, the, the, the reason the reason this happened just in a nutshell is that the gentleman who who put on the stage actually was two two fellows uh, dr. Philip lemming and dr. Robert Cody they started the arches boogie piano stage which was part of the Cincy Blues Festival um, that happened annually every summer and um, so uh, through through dr. lemming's association with the late Big Joe Duskin uh, blues and boogie pianist from right here in Cincinnati um, this, uh, this stage came to be. So, um, so, uh, so briefly, uh, I was invited by, uh, a gentleman here in town, uh, to a new year's day party and, um, had played the night before, um, stayed at a friend of mine, stayed up all night, you know, next day kind of feel crispy critter, you know? And, uh, so, and I was invited to this party. So I better go so, uh, and I just had on like overalls and stuff and I was just kind of, you know, just casual, as casual as I could be. And I pull up to this house and it's like a freaking mansion and, oh, wow. and there's a circular driveway and these nicely dressed older couples are going in and out. I'm like, jeez oh, So, <laughs> so anyway, so I says, well, okay, am I going to go in or not? Mm. Okay, well, I'll just go in I'll smile and, and be nice, you know, and maybe just go in and say hi. So I walk in and, um. And I see the the uh, the host, him and his wife, you know, and and, uh, and there's the Pigmeat Jarrett, who was a pianist here in town, an important pianist who, who passed many years ago, playing in the side room, playing piano. I walk into the living room, and there's big Joe Duskin sitting in the chair by himself, just sitting there. I walk, walk in I say, Hey, Joe, how you doing? He goes, Oh, Rick, right, I'm so glad to see you. And he's <laughs> <laughs> so lonesome, sitting there. And about 10 minutes later, I'm playing the piano, and he's singing the blues, and then uh, and then the host gets up, and he starts playing some boogie, and I'm like, I'm just kind of following along, you know? So at the party was Dr. Philip Lemming, and he said, oh, you play professionally, don't you? I says, oh, yeah, and he says, oh, I would like to invite you for next summer to play, or this summer, uh, to play at the Arches Boogie Piano Stage. So at the time, I was playing a lot of New Orleans kind of stuff and blues and some sort of rock and piano. not. Traditional boogie woogie has certain parameters and 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 uh, and rules, you know, about it, um, which I was not aware of at the time. I just kind of rocked out on the piano, you know. <laughs> so then I met guys, uh, uh, Bob Seely from Detroit, Carl Sonny Leyland from England. These guys like flipped the switch for me, and I saw them and heard them, and I says, "Man, I, I want to go there. Like I want to, I want to get inside." Um, of, of, of boogie woogie and nobody sat down and showed me things like trial and error and trying to learn off records. Um, but anyway, it's set me on this path and then, you know, and then, uh, a few years later, then, uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm acknowledged in this way, being part of, uh, that that's Dr. Lemmings. Um, that's his, the boogie woogie hall of fame is his invention. Wow. And, uh, right. so that's how I, I got acknowledged in that way. And, uh, anyway, so, so yeah. Um, very grateful.
0: Well, it's tremendous. And you make the piano talk, by the way. It's amazing how you do it. Uh, I would love it if you can maybe play a little bit, a little bit later in, in the show, if you can. Uh, if you're not, I know it's it's early. So, um, but one thing I wanted to ask you to do is promote your website. I, I did uh, kind of mention it a little bit on uh, Lens Burning Bush page, but uh, find out where we can get uh, Ricky Nye music.
1: Yeah. So, um, so my website it's r i c k y n y e dot com, rookie 9.com dot com, and um, so I my first website began in 1998, and it was it was all put together just kind of by friends. It was in a lot of different people's hands, kind of Frankenstein together, and I could maintain it, but it was it was definitely had holes in it, and so just in the last several months, um, I have a brand new website, and it was designed by a f- friend of mine and his business partner out in Minneapolis uh, they're called uber creative which you would see you would see their info if you're at my site but but for the first time I have a, a really a professional looking website <laughs> it's just funny that I had this built when I had like no gigs and now, you know, yeah. like, but you know what Though if I had gigs and when I was working all the time I'd be like oh I gotta go do this thing during the day. And I, and I got to come home and eat a little something to go to the other gig. And then I got to do that tomorrow and the next day and the next day, you know, so I had time to work with him. And so, uh, so that it's in my hands uh, that I can operate it myself and edit and everything. But yeah, it's rickynye.com and my schedule is on there. There's also uh, a page where my recordings are available cause I'm not doing business with this uh, company that I dare not mention its name no. it as <laughs> CD in the title. Um, so anyway, uh, So, uh, everything, uh, physical recordings and and downloads, um, are available through, through my website and there's an order form and all that. So it's real, real clean and pro, you know. It's too good for
0: me. Well, no, you you need, you need more. You know, we should get we should you're, we're not worthy uh, talking to you today because it's uh, it's how great you are. But it's, you know, uh, one thing that I love about, you know, musicians and er- everyone you talk to, the fact that you can go in and just play just about anything, you know, um, and any song and, and sit there. People, a lot of people will take, you know, can you make a request and you sit there and all of a sudden you play it and it's like I'm amazed at that. It's like you, that people can do that. Uh, do, do you like taking requests every once in a while? Or, I mean, you, you, you do a show where you, you've got it laid out. So, but have
1: you done it where you take requests? Yeah, well, in regards to the Facebook show, um, it's set up like that. And, and I've been doing that for a for, um, little over a year now. You know, I started at the end of March. and um, But what makes it interactive is, is the assistance uh, by my, my girlfriend. She's an artist in her own right, Karen Boyan. B-O-I-H-E-N. And so um, she will write down hellos and requests. So you, I'm sure you've seen people live stream and they're staring into their computer or their phone. They're doing this. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, quit looking at me, you know. So um, anyway, because, because, of, because of her role in the show, then um, it's able to be very interactive. And so people that are tuning in, it's very specific. I'm not playing for... Uh, a general audience, they might not have ever heard me, or they walk in, they go, "Oh, music." Uh, let's go sit in the back. Let's go sit outside. Uh, you know, like they don't want to have part of it, and I understand the sociological implications. If you want to go somewhere and have a conversation with somebody, that's your that's your motivation for the evening. Hey, let's meet and catch up. You know, and understand. You walk in, there's live music. It might not. It's not on your agenda. You know, I understand that. But any anyway, um, so 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 people that are tuning into my show, they they know me, and they and a lot of these people have tuned in. They've been tuning in since the very beginning, and they know what I do, and they will ask for tunes I know, or they might surprise me. And I said, well, I think I think I could do that, and then you know, and then I I I, I do as good as I could, and I you know with a disclaimer, and yeah. uh, so uh, but if I'm on the gig, you know, it's like. Um, you know, yeah, I say, well, I tell people, I say, you don't know unless you ask. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you have some song in mind, fine, you know. But, you know, if you come up and you say, um, do you know any Ann Murray? <laughs> and I'm like, wow, you know, Ann Murray. I'm like, you've been sitting here for almost an hour now listening to me play. You know, I says, no, I'm sorry, I don't know any Ann Murray. Oh, well, do you know any John Denver? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I- <laughs> You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note, I want to bring something up. So you you probably didn't watch the Oscars over the weekend, did you? Did you watch the Oscars? Uh, no, no I, I, didn't. I didn't either. But there was one thing that came out of the Oscars that was quite funny. I don't know if you heard about it, but Glenn Close, the actress, right? Mm-hmm. She she apparently was very versed in the song "Debut," which is by oh, yeah. EU, right? Um, uh-huh. Experience Unlimited and from DC. So she apparently knew all the information about the song, and then not only that, but she provided the butt the da butt dance. She did the debut da dance on the Oscars, which made the show, apparently, because uh, no one was really watching, but YouTube later, everybody's watching Glenn Close doing debutt. I, I gotta see this. No, so it's fantastic. And Spike Lee actually called her, and because she gave a shout-out on the show to Spike Lee, because that song was on... The School Days soundtrack from 1988. Uh-huh. And yeah. she mentioned that. And she mentioned Spike Lee. So Spike Lee actually got in touch with her. Uh, he said, uh, Glenn Close said that Lee and his family also gave her a call after the viral moment, talked about the creators of the song, uh, Marcus Miller, uh, performed by DC based EU. So uh, I just thought that was interesting. And since you brought up, I, I would imagine Debut is not one song you're getting uh, asked to play.
1: Right, right. <laughs> yeah. The- but you know, oh man, I gotta see that. I don't know if you've seen *Hillbilly Elegy*. Have you seen that movie?
0: Uh, I have not. I've heard the good things about it, though.
1: That's that's the movie that that she was, uh, you know, acknowledged that they right. were acknowledging her. Um, it's it's great. You know, it's it's uh, it's based on a true story, and it's and it's uh, a lot of it's record. It was uh, a lot of it was filmed in Middletown, so it has a local local tie-in. Really excellent. It's on. It's on Netflix or Amazon Prime. That's where I saw it. Okay, you know, but yeah.
0: The one thing I like about the fact that Glenn Close was doing this—it just stop taking every all these Hollywood people. Stop taking yourself so seriously. Glenn Close doing the butt—that's what we want to see. We want to see fun stuff like that. That that they're actual people instead of what they become on this Hollywood kind of situation. But it's always good to be nominated for something, right? Is that kind of the way it is? Oh, sure. Speaking of somebody who probably has never been nominated for a lot, uh, but Cousin Eddie from Chris's Vacation and the Vacation movies, Randy Quaid, right? You know of Randy, right? Uh-huh. Apparently he's running for governor, governor of California. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, he's uh, – last week when Caitlyn Jenner announced that she was running for governor, Quaid expressed his support, but then a couple of days later suggested that he might want to see his own name on the ballot – I'm seriously considering running for governor. He tweeted the prosecutorial corruption in uh, California, especially Santa Barbara and the city of Bell. scandals rampant. I promise that I be, if elected, I will clean up the district attorney's office throughout the state. Um, you know, I just find this interesting that we're, we're getting to the point now. There has been actors, right? We had Ronald Reagan. We had, you know, we had Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, but Quaid has had some issues even with the law. I don't know how he would even get, um, you know.
1: Oh, yeah. Didn't he completely go off the rails? Yeah. Like, and start sort of paranoia. He had some kind of big paranoia going on. Yep. Um, yeah. Well. Good luck.
0: Yeah, C- cousin Eddie. I mean, this is what we, you know, it's like shitter's full, right? Apparently, he's running for running for governor. I, I cannot, uh, I cannot believe that. So, uh, but <laughs> interesting stuff. Now, uh, speaking of Netflix, one thing that uh, when you talked about Netflix, it kind of reminded me of it. Have you ever seen the show uh, Ricky Gervais' Afterlife? And the reason I'm bringing yes, the reason I'm bringing it up because he tweeted on the night of the Oscars because he hosted the Golden Globes and he Uh said what what is it was it something I said or whatever because he he talked about the woke culture and he talked about the fact that his show which is about oh I like the way he talks about oh about my wife dying of uh, dies of cancer a man killing himself is more fun than this show tonight. (laughs) which 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 is kind of what he did in the golden gloves now if he was hosting the academy awards but the good news is if you haven't seen afterlife uh there's going to be a third season of afterlife so apparently i don't want to spoil alert but apparently if there's a third season he doesn't kill himself in the first one right so i don't mean to uh you know kind of get spoiler alert but what are your thoughts of afterlife i think it's tremendous
1: well i was thoroughly blown away um and and so um and my girlfriend had, had suggested watching this. She said, "Have you seen Afterlife?" I says, "No." So, I mean, it it was so uh, so deep, you know. It was just so 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 deep and so so moving. Um, and uh, boy, he just really worked it. Yeah, you know, I mean, I worked your emotions, you know. So then, but I have to say, are you familiar with the series, Derek? Yes, I, I watched. Yes. So, so then, you know, we, we watch a, a season that there was two seasons of afterlife and we watch, we watch the first season. She goes, have you ever seen Derek? I says, no, God, yeah. on, on another Ricky Gervais, um, uh, series. And, uh, and just that just same deal. It's like you dirty dog, yeah. you know, you just, you know, it, 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 it was both, both series, both very emotional. You know, and, and also and also funny and and, you know, tragicomic in certain sense. And, you know, just, oh, man, both both those both those series just blew my mind.
0: Exactly. And, you know, the show it, it's, it, you know, getting back to afterlife for a second. The show is kind of a sad kind of show, but it's funny, though, too. It's got that kind of a mixture. It's so well done. Well, Um, He just works it. Yeah, he really does. And it's fantastic. Ricky Gervais. We could talk. I love the fact that he he talked about if if ISIS created a streaming channel, you would call your agent, you know, you would call your agent. And, 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 you know, so don't think that you could sit here and, you know, kind of give everybody advice because you're no better than anyone else. (laughs) (laughs) If ISIS started a streaming channel, that's uh, that's kind of funny. So. Ricky, I, you know, it's always great to talk to you. It's tremendous. Will you play something for us or can you uh, uh, right now?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to, think of, trying to think of what I wasn't really thinking of anything particular. No. Um, okay, well, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to pull the phone over here. You, you pull so. the phone.
0: In the meantime, I'll, I'll kind of say that you can like Lens Burning Bush on Facebook at Lens Burning Bush and follow along on Twitter at Lens Burning Bush. We've got a YouTube channel. Uh, Len Harvey you can follow that as well because that'll uh, have the audio of these episodes uh, we've had 50 this is 56 episodes now iTunes Spotify Google Play Podbean iHeartRadio tune in you can even ask Alexa to play it uh, and as well now Pandora I cannot believe that we're in all of these platforms they obviously don't know um, what I'm doing here and I, I really don't <laughs> either but Ricky uh, the great Ricky Nye is going to play us something and 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 this is the stuff that, and, and again, I, I'm, I I would love uh, for people to, to go to your website, to, to hear your music, because I get to see you in person many times, and it's fantastic. Uh, you know. So you go right ahead.
1: Do you have an idea what you might? I
0: love the chicken. Um, you did a song last night. Uh, you talked about the chicken. Uh, oh, chicken ch- and blues? Yeah, I think that would be perfect. Okay. Uh, or, or if well, there's something you want to play. You you play whatever you want. This is this is your your time.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I'll just I'll just uh, I'll just dive in uh, headfirst here. So, um, and uh, yeah, I haven't been awake very long. So that's okay. Uh, but I'm gonna just. The yeah, audience isn't it, awake
0: either, so we're all good.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna. This is gonna be a pretty lively piece. Um, this was this was uh, written by uh, a dearly departed friend of mine named Charlie Booty. Who's from Island Tennessee? I met him through the Arches stage years ago. I had him play at a couple of my boogie summits, and uh, and he lived um, he lived about an hour away from Memphis. So if I was down working in Memphis, um, I would stop and visit him, and we, you know, we were just in touch. And really, he he passed years ago, uh, but but big impact on me, and I, I love this this piece. It's called the Davenport Stomp. Oh yeah. So we'll see what happens. Okay. All right. The great Ricky Nye. Thank <laughs> you.
0: Great Ricky Nye. Oh, Hello. that is you know, you fantastic.
1: Not, not so great.
0: <laughs> uh, hey, at this time anyway. of the morning, the fact that you're even doing it, I appreciate it. Uh you it's been a pleasure to have you. I can't wait to see you in person again. It's great seeing you over FaceTime. But next time we'll see you in person, uh hopefully this summer. Yeah,
1: boy, it sounds good to me. Yeah, I do have stuff on the books uh this summer and uh, yeah, actually. A little later today, I'll put a few more dates up there on, on my site. So, uh, yeah, Len, thanks for having me.
0: Love it. Love it. Uh, go to ricky9.com And, again, follow Len's Burning Bush. Uh, we'll keep doing this as long as uh, they'll let me, right? That's how they keep doing it, right, until they kick me off.
1: <laughs> yeah, until the network cancels you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, until the network cancels me, the cancel culture. Well, I try to keep it a, a little bit light. we got uh, we got some listeners in the UK. We've got some listeners all over. I like to always thank uh, my uh, loyal listeners every week. Uh, but, yes, uh, thank you. Thank you to Ricky Nye. I'm Len Harvey. We'll be back with another episode of Len's Burning Bush next week. So long.